it feels lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm putting out, I don't have any more commentary on it, but that it's a phenomenal, it it's a phenomenal and... handbrake turn. <laughs> and something about it, I think Hillary Faye's got a journey ahead of her. And welcome to Three Queers in a Song Contest. I'm Louisa. I'm Guy. And I'm Sunny. And today we are here to not talk about Eurovision. What? What? <laughs> what? what am I doing here? Yeah, seriously. Um, the boys didn't know that. That's just, <laughs> I've got an agenda. Um, no, so we've got a bit of a, a, like a side bonus episode for everyone. Because apparently we do things outside of just talk about Eurovision all the time. <laughs> I'm a fully fledged human being who has outside interests we have depth and we have nuance um and we wanted to yeah we want to talk about i think we've mentioned in previous episodes are keen to kind of talk a bit more about like queer pop culture and like our experience of stuff particularly coming from three different countries and three different like cultural experiences is stuff that's like interesting and that we do talk about and so we want to bring some of that into a few bonus non-eurovision episodes rest assured eurovision is back next step this isn't a pivot. It's just the beginning of a few little bonus apps. We can't stray too far for too long. No. <laughs> and hey, we don't promise there's no Eurovision references coming up in this either. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there will be. Um, so what we decided to do is kind of each pick a sort of piece of pop culture that felt big and relevant to us, particularly kind of in our queer journeys um, from kind of whatever point in our life we wanted to really and share them with the others we all watch them and then we just have a bit of a discussion queer show and tell i love it it's basically yeah it's a little show and tell for us um let and me guess yours is eurovision <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey have you I heard of this song competition <laughs> It's actually not its junior Eurovision. Oh, um, wow. so <laughs> oh, you know that's in my that's, uh, <laughs> junior, junior take that Eurovision. Down. <laughs> so queer show and tell, queer and. Show and tell. I have the joy of starting our first Queer Show and Tell episode. I'm so excited to talk Me about it. too. I'm really excited because I'm really glad. I feel like, well, we haven't discussed really anything about it yet, but my impression is, is that this selection has gone down fairly well. So let's find out. My choice is the movie Saved, exclamation point, um, which people may remember. It was 2004. It came out. It's a sort of dark comedy about a Christian high school in America. Um it was a Macaulay Culkin vehicle for yeah. like, God, I, d I don't know when he had hit sort of his teen years and he was bouncing back from a few things, I think. Yeah, this was his first thing, I believe, after his first kind of real hit after Home Alone. He yeah. had done like kind of floundered for a bit and yeah. this was like a return to form. Yeah, because and I think my memory of it is that it was a reasonably big hit and now... Sonny, you weren't at all familiar with this No, film. no. I only watched it for the first time last week. And Gar, you knew of it? I saw it when it came out, and I rewatched it for the first time since it came out, almost 20 years ago, so last week. in some ways, I'm sort of breaking our initial rules for this. If it was going to be something that kind of maybe was sort of a... came from our countries or something that maybe the others wouldn't have heard of. I couldn't think of anything that was quite that exclusive. So we've gone with something that is technically American, but had an influence on me so it's okay i'm gonna yeah. go with it so uh, yeah a bit of context what the film is like so it's a kind of dark comedy set in a american christian high school um 
we follow our like main character, uh, Mary and her obnoxious Christian best friend <laughs> and her teen pregnancy and exploring maybe some questions with like the rigidity of religion and all sorts of stuff. It's a great movie. It's on, it's honestly a fun great movie. We'll get into it. Um, I've chosen it cause like <laughs> for some personal context, I was raised in quite a religious home. It was like evangelical religious. Honestly, most of my reflections going back through this are how upsettingly accurate the portrayal is. How much, how much of evangelical Christianity does not have to be pushed very far to be parody because it's you can be pretty literal and it be a joke. Were, were you Hillary Faye? God no. <laughs> okay, just wanted to check. Hillary Faye <laughs> being the uh, obnoxious best friend. Yeah, no, played by was, Mandy Moore, by the way. Oh, yeah. Mandy Moore Amazing. being absolutely phenomenal. No, but uh, I am pleased to say I was never quite that level um but i was but thank I, the lord i was a sincere believer during the time um but i was maybe more of a mary energy of a sincere believer of being like i know i believe this and i'm trying to do what's right and then being like hang on a second which actually brings me on to like why i chose it is that i left the church and got myself out or not got, got myself well, i guess got myself out of religion before i had kind of had the opportunity to like discover my own queerness and so there's something about this movie where I latched onto it quite a lot when it came out and the subversiveness of it and who I related to in it and lots of stuff I think was a significant part of my journey out of the church and starting to kind of unpick some of the beliefs that didn't make sense and like what I didn't didn't like about the church and as part of that kind of like discover my own queerness and all sorts. So it feels like a movie that is very relevant to me for that reason whilst not necessarily being... I mean, it is quite a queer movie, but it's sure not but not in a way that I was at all aware of at the time. Mm. But it's something that in hindsight feels quite significant as part of my like long journey out of ding, religion ding, and ding, into ding. being massively flag. gay. Why do I care about this film so much? Yeah. So to you, it was more of a religious film or like playing on that that side of you rather than the queer side? Yeah, I think so. I think in hindsight, like those are linked because it, played into and connected with an element of being uncomfortable within mm. the church and feeling not quite what I was meant to be. And the sort of more subversive characters who I related to kind of challenging some of that and trying to things out of it. I th so I think, it, I think it was a little bit hand in hand. I think it spoke to my queerness without me having any conscious awareness of it speaking to that. And we'll get on to who or who may not be a lesbian icon in it. <laughs> um, but then I think, but in a more kind of conscious side, I got, I was quite engaged in the way it parodied some of the stuff that I was finding really frustrating about being in the church and like start. And it was kind of like at the beginning of me starting to be like, I don't agree with all this stuff, but this is all I've been like raised in and believe. And so, yeah, it feels relevant, but not, but it wasn't it wasn't the surface read at the time. And I think that's one of the reasons I chose it is because looking back, it feels like that was in there, but it yeah. wasn't on the nose. Got it. That's a bit of a long-winded description, but that's great. Right. So we watched it as a refresh for Sunny as a first time experiencing it. What was it like for you to watch it? It was one of the funniest movies I have seen in a very, very long time. That intro scene. It had me in stitches from the very 
very start. Like the pool scene, telling secrets under the water. Oh, that's so and then, good. Yeah. And then she knocks her, her head and then gets... The pool uh, like boy the, being Jesus. Yeah, Phenomenal. exactly. He comes in and saves her and tells her like what she needs to do. Uh, Googling, actually it wasn't Googling, it was using Ask Jeeves uh, about what is gay. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was amazing. Um, I, I think I, I asked you, Gar, like, do, do schools like this actually exist in America? <laughs> because like, so I went to a, a, a Christian school, uh, but it was nothing like this. Like in Australia, Christian schools are just schools where you just tack on a at a, 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 a religious class, and that's yeah, about it. Not the vibe is, of this particular school. N- oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, like, Australian religious schools have loads of kids that aren't actually religious, and probably most of them aren't. Um, so, yeah, I, and I think you're like, yeah, they definitely do exist. Oh, definitely. It is full of amazement. I feel like most of my notes are actually just writing down lines that I was like, great, amazing, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. I mean, um, like... <laughs> Why else would Jesus direct me to a gun range? (laughs) (laughs) That, yeah. I I started typing down quotes as I went and there were just too many to actually keep up. I feel like one of my main experiences rewatching it was I just forgot how gay it was how like and how like gay it opened and even just like some of the lines that like I don't even know if I would have clocked at the time it was so long ago that I would have first seen it um it's when they're waiting for the boyfriend that's been sent away from the camp and like Hillary Faye's like well is he coming out or not yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> it was, like just so many good moments uh Gar what was your experience of rewatching it I was so charmed by the fact that I was watching like a black comedy teen satire. And it made me think about, I don't think I've seen many of those recently, but also I don't think many of them exist in the same way. Like I'm thinking about, this is the same year, I think that Mean Girls came out and like is around the time that like election, right? To me, it actually feels dated but like in a good way um it feels like of the kind of era that like election with reese witherspoon like that kind of and clueless like those kinds Mm. of like Mm. really dark satires of teen life and this a lot of the script was these quips these one-liners were so sharp um, so I was just charmed to be kind of back in that genre that I don't think I've seen for so it long. It is a fun genre. I mean, I guess Barbie's kind of close to yeah, that. Yeah, I think I think that's totally right. But I don't know. This is so squarely a teen film, like mm. teen high school yeah. drama. And yeah, and, satir- and satirizing something real. Because I think this is something... Barbie's that- real, please. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? But satirizing something that's a relatable experience yeah. I yeah. think is really interesting and I think that's yeah going back through it and I think I did not go to an American evangelical school but I have been to evangelical church camps mm. and this mm. genre of evangelical um, church and the satire is phenomenally on point I would say there is so much in it that is viscerally accurate Mm, in a way where it's balanced with some stuff that pushes it a bit into satire but I mean this thing with evangelical Christianity is you don't have to push it very far for it to be absurd and hilarious and I think that's something that yeah I I really appreciated looking back of just how how on the point it was how like on the nose of um yeah kind of where it trod 
of not pushing it into so absurd and unrealistic that it was just a blank a blanket comedy but it's that's what gives it like the dark humor is when yeah. it's actually like really fucking accurate it's so interesting you say that because i know the director brian Danley like hasn't done any other feature films i believe and he was saying in some interviews that this was really based on his experience yeah. of being that involved in that kind of community mm -hmm. um and that all of these characters were based either on someone he had uh, had in his life or some research he had done. So it was all, yeah, that's the best kind of satire. That's just one. Yeah, uh, barely a notch from, up. Absolutely. It's just yes. so like the, the, the pasta, the mm. desperation to be cool of the pasta I have met so many yeah. people like this that that line of these jesus freaks are onto something in his like first sermon i swear i've been in services where that has been said <laughs> like it is so so viscerally cringy um i love it great movie and like so you rewatched it last week had you seen it in the ensuing years since it first came out i think a little i know i watched it multiple times when it came out i remember I had like it was something that I went back to probably only like maybe the year it was out but it was a movie that I was a big fan of at the time and loved the humor of and I know I went back to it quite a lot then and it's kind of I don't I don't know if I've watched it in the years since then though and like do you re-watching it again like do you think anything fundamentally shifted of of something felt different in a way from when you how you remembered it how you perceived it as being so foundational to you or not i don't know that shifted i think re-watching it it was interesting with time and reflection of where i am now like thinking back to who i resonated with yeah. in the film at the time yep. when i was first really into it which was like roland and cassandra and patrick mm -hmm. and the people who were a bit like, mm, this is like a bit whack. And like, particularly Cassandra, I remember being like, Cassandra's cool. I would like to be like Cassandra. Cassandra, obviously a lesbian icon, despite the fact that she is with Roland. I don't believe in that as a <laughs> accurate depiction of her sexuality. But <laughs> I think like, it was, it was interesting watching it back because at the time I was just like, yeah, those are just the characters I connect with. And I didn't read that much into it. I'm not gonna like go wildly into like my church my church experience, but like I had that experience of being in it and like I believed it quite sincerely, but was really, really frustrated with like the structure around it and like some of the expectations of the boxes you needed to fit and all of that kind of stuff. And so those were characters that I sort of naturally connected with. And it was interesting mm -hmm. watching it back and seeing I think how much more they were like pushing against the whole thing than I think I quite clocked at the time. And yeah, the kind of the queerness of Cassandra specifically. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I, I don't know there's much else I like. I think there was a lot going back again around the Christian stuff of like the painful colonial racism of a lot of uh, Hillary Faye's like missionary comments and like <laughs> all of that, which was again, super accurate. Um, of course, Jesus was white. Yeah. <laughs> like all of that. Um, it's it's a lot of reflection of thinking uh, of who I relate to and realizing that I think at the time that felt like I was connecting with like the level of rebel that I wished I could be, right. but like I didn't yeah. quite have it in me to do yet. Yeah, and I think that's that was interesting watching it back. But mostly, 
I was just like, this is still a banger of a film. I'd <laughs> forgot, like, I was worried I was going to go back and watch it and it was going to be atrocious and I was going to have to try and justify myself in this podcast to be like, no, I promise there was a good reason for choosing <laughs> this. But it's just really good. It's so good. Cassandra's character is amazing, right? She's the one uh, Jewish student who all of the other uh, students are trying to save, both yeah. because she is Jewish and also because she's the rebel. Um, she's constantly smoking. There's that amazing scene where she flicks a cigarette at um, Hillary Faye. Faye. Um, and she's just, yeah, she's absolutely the person who you want to be. Yeah. It's, she's iconic. I do feel like I want to go back and like, because the, the new lens I watched it with going back was noticing how queer it was in ways that I just wasn't really equipped to like clock at the time yeah, sure. as to like why it connected. And it's really fucking gay. Oh yeah. So I feel like we need to unpack this and like work through yes. the queerness of saved i mean starting obviously with dean dean getting sent off to weird conversion therapy i can't remember what the place mercy is called now. Mer- something mercy house, I yeah, think. Mercy house. yes um just like quietly shipped off uh in the night so that's which it has it starts in a but i'm a cheerleader energy of just oh, this kind totally. of like slightly surreal world and all of a sudden someone's just like being yeah sent I, off i also love that we have ensuing scenes where um Mary is trying to communicate with him about how he's doing there and like we see that he is rooming with a boy who he's clearly he's clearly in love with (laughs) so it's like actually wait maybe this um this whole conversion thing isn't quite working out yes and and then actually yeah to jump full circle them crashing the prom I mean like yeah actually we're not getting ungayed we're (laughs) here because we deserve to like experience our prom we're reaffirming this yeah and that is such and like it's he's not really the main point of the movie obviously the movie's about mary and her dealing with like stuff but that full circle and it coming all the way back around to them coming into the prom and being defended by the others and like accepted by people as well is it was it's really nice very touching it is very touching of course, her name was Mary. Of course, her name. well, yeah. and also like uh, <laughs> Hillary Fay, clearly being an allusion to Tammy Fay, right? Like the the American evangelical. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. Remarkable. Who has that same like kind of big hair, hair brash, yeah. yeah, loud. That energy. I think the other. Well, actually, this is not a element of queerness in the film. It's a it's a small criticism I have is that I just don't believe that a Christian high school would be putting on Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. that's there's no way that that is their school musical right <laughs> i was like no i remember being christian and that was not a vibe we weren't really meant to like that musical yeah <laughs> it's a little bit too pro judas pink light up land lines also gay camp mary has a pink light up land oh, line yes absolutely it's phenomenal that phone i just was oh, like here we are this artifact of a completely different era it that's phenomenal um and then I feel like the other element of queerness that really stood out to me and I've touched on already is Cassandra. Cassandra's yeah. character is coded very queer. I know she, obviously like there is the plot line of getting together with Roland and that's also very sweet and I like that relationship a lot. I think it plays well. I think it is believable but everything else about her character is coded as really queer even yeah. to the extent of like showing up to the prom in the suit, in suit. where mm-hmm. she looks incredible um, and the way that she kind of challenges the the status quo and like is is just 
I mean, subversive. Yeah. yeah. Like in her presence, both as a, a Jew at the school, but also her not giving a fuck attitude mm. always. Yeah. I think like a lot of the stuff around the message as well of, I think Patrick's character is a nice breath of fresh air and there to at least have one sincere Christian who's not heinous right. mm. and like has their like shit together. Um, I adore his like Christian parody t-shirts. The JCDC. Yes. Was like, I swear I knew people with that t-shirt, which is incredible. And there are a couple of others that are amazing, but his character opening up Mary's understanding of like what Christianity could be, I thought was very interesting as well. Um, my favorite moment I think is, I can't remember who throws the Bible at Mary, but she Hillary is Hillary, Hillary Faye throws the Bible at Mary and Mary just turns around and says, this is not a, a weapon, weapon, you idiot. <laughs> and like, that is like the whole, I, and I genuinely feel like that I had a moment rewatching that of like being back as like a teenager being like, it shouldn't be a fucking weapon. What? It's like got so much to it. And I like, I love the depth that it has. Cause it could be like a very surface, just like this is an extreme, like stupid subculture. But there's like a lot more in there I think for and this is something I experienced as a teenager watching it is there's a lot more in there for someone who is like sort of in a similar culture mm. to unpick and to like engage with that isn't just like you're all stupid but is a bit more like there's some messed up shit that maybe we should start like undoing oh yeah the, the um the other element of queerness uh, that's very visible in the early stages of the film is obviously she's trying to save her boyfriend by having sex with him. Yes. Um, <laughs> that this is the, the only way. That, the pool boy told her to. Right. That she. I mean, hot pool boy swimming down to her as Jesus. <laughs> very gay. Classic. It's fantastic. But uh, I also resonated with the um, he's, you know, trying to have intercourse with her, but also is like reaching for the porno magazine. <laughs> Um, being like, oh gosh, I can't, I can't quite do this, but I'm trying my very best. No, but also like just and every line delivery is like, oh, quite, is the campus thing you've ever seen, but in a in a perfect way that still feels, yeah, still resonates. The other thing that I think I'm sure you glommed onto because I loved it is, and you mentioned musical theater, but just Christian rock. Oh, <laughs> yes. Like the soundtrack is very on point. Also, there's a pivotal scene at prom where like a, a Christian rock band is playing. And everyone's like, got their worship hands up. <laughs> and it's like and and that it's slow so moment of the song. Like, it's it's just, so good. But, like everyone's that invested in a way, like that kind of theatricality of it is just amazing. Yeah, the Christian rock presence was a joy um, to behold. So it's nice to have a little flashback to some noughties Christian rock. And we which, all... which you guys both love. Can we talk about that for a second? Didn't you just sing Switchfoot at, uh, yeah, we <laughs> at did. karaoke that last week? Yeah, we did. <laughs> like true. two days ago. And I think we and said... And I would do it again. We, <laughs> well, actually, we've sung it twice at karaoke and we decided the first song was not the right choice. Yeah, it was the toss-up between Dare You To Move or Meant To Live. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think we've established that Meant To Live is a it's, better karaoke yeah, choice. Sure. It's got a little bit more to it. I think the problem for me was that I, it's so remarkable how those songs are of, of this era and I haven't heard Switchwood in 20 years, but like were absolutely in my brain. And they were and gave me popular brainworms. songs like Lifehouse and Creed. They're all, all 
like yeah, we actually Christian did. Rock we did also do Creed at karaoke. We yeah. were having and a real Christian rock. Wow, yeah, yeah, we, we had really we had a moment there. this week. <laughs> I think maybe choosing Saved as our first one has influenced us in many ways. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had a lovely um, performance by Mandy Moore, and you can't let yeah. her vocals go unused because she is a really good singer and a phenomenal actress. Like her comedic timing in this is really great. She is. She smashes it, and like in in that perfect way where you hate her, but it's just campy and stupid enough that it's in an endearing way. Right, you're kind of rooting for her. Absolutely. Yeah, and like when so when she loses it at the end, you're not like, well, fuck this bitch. But like you kind of, it's kind of nice that she then gets a bit of support, and like seeing Cassandra and Roland and like as the sort of outcasts be the ones to Damn. go and offer mm. support immediately. Is for, and like initially as well to offer support to Mary when she doesn't have anywhere else to go, but they are the ones that are immediately like, okay, no, we got you because now you're in the same boat as us, and also even if you weren't in the same boat as us, like we would kind of still have you, like that because the church and the school would outcast. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 about to be kicked out, and we're going to be there for you. And even though we've had like no real warmth and no real kind of relationship before that, and like there's something there as well which i think is really well it's really beautiful and it speaks to kind of queer culture of as a rule the community is going to be like yeah we got you like yeah. if you if, if minorities sticking together yeah <laughs> I guess. um and that was really nice to see that that kind of even gets echoed to hillary Fay at the end to some mm-hmm. extent which is i don't know speaks something nice i think the other thing that struck me in re-watching this that I don't think I understood the first time. In thinking about it, I always saw it as a satire of Christianity. And like it's certainly lambasting a lot of it, but it's actually more satirizing hypocrisy. And like obviously there's hypocrisy in a lot of uh, some Christian communities. Um, but in the end, I mean, kind of the Christian values are adhered to. Like the idea of actually accepting people um, unconditionally, uh, forgiveness um, is all brought together in the end mary's monologue at the end i guess yeah i guess ties that all in being like this is creating our own family um and that that family portrait at the end where right. you've got like everyone being everyone a, a, together a, a and motley supporting. crew of people exactly. right? it's a, a queer chosen family definitely. yeah yeah it totally is and like it's something that that's really beautiful and i think that you're right it is more of a lambast of hypocrisy and i think that's something i kind of noted down about I was trying to remember what it was that I connected with so much back when I first saw it. And I think it really was this frustration that I had of existing in spaces where people, a lot of people were, you know, quote unquote, perfect Christians and had expectations for exactly how you should be and how you should live and what kind of person fit into that space. And I never, I never felt particularly comfortable in those spaces like it was something that I believed and I was raised in but I was always a bit like I don't like how this is making me feel and I don't like how that's like being done and I don't like this um the falseness of that Mm. perfection because I saw at the same time that that wasn't how people actually were and also the thing of internally when you're that age and like starting to unpick it is you feel like you can never be that level of perfect and so the falseness becomes like really frustrating and apparent and I think that is the thing is like because I saw this at a time when I still would have said I believed in God and like had Mm. that faith but was really frustrated at that falseness and that hypocrisy at the church and the ostracizing 
the ostracizing of uh of kind of different groups of people and and all of those ways where it felt like you had to be a really specific kind of person to fit in and be praised in some yeah. way mm-hmm. um and i think that's actually yeah is an important aspect of it right because it's it gives space then to be engaged with instead of just being like yeah you're all stupid it's like some of this is fucked yeah well and i think one of the big tells is that there was such a vehement reaction to this film among certain christian groups Mm. right and that says so much because people saw themselves in this um saw it as an anti-christian film when in fact it's uh, it embraces christian values in the end it's an anti-hypocrisy film yeah so Um, i i fell down a rabbit hole um a few days ago looking at reviews on christian websites oh fantastic (laughs) it was amazing websites like at crosswalk.com and wiki christian which exists oh my god uh wow it was (laughs) (laughs) too long too long but yeah no just some of the kind of um uh just analyzing the film and how it's um pro homosexuality and all of this Mm -hmm. stuff well well, that's uh yeah there are people that have taken this uh yeah, very seriously as an attack on them. By the way, fun fact, the other film that came out in 2004 was Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. Oh, wow. Oh, my God, well. that was 2004 as yeah, well. Man, that exactly. was a big so, year for so shit that, going on. That came up in some of the articles. It's like um, when we've got uh, Passion of the Christ being released and we're getting um, a lot more following into the church, here comes this film, which is doing like getting rid of all of that um, uh, positive... Uh, I guess, publicity for the church. Gosh. <laughs> yes, The Passion of the Christ, the film that really makes you want to go to church so that you can hear people be miserable and wang on about Passion of the Christ for like three hours. <laughs> Mel Gibson, um, who's so already, yeah. Uh, sorry, I was going to ask though. Mm. So you were in the church for, for quite a while. Obviously this this film comes out. Have you spoken or did you hear about anyone who was still quite in the church about their reactions to the film or even family reactions? No, I don't think I have, to be honest with you. I think it was a film that I kind of latched onto personally, Mm. um, but didn't really necessarily have a bunch of conversations about it. Really? It's it's an interesting question because I am now, I still have some family who are, quite in the church and I think that they would react to it. I think most of them would actually probably react to it quite well because again, it's less, it's more about really specific like genre of Christianity than it is all forms of faith. But no, I didn't really feel like it was a bit of a, a little bit of a private joy for me at the time. I feel like I also have to mention because this came up in our last episode um, because figure skating is queer, which is that the yes. Oh my god, I had a note on that. Yes, <laughs> when it's like he like he does he like does art for the Lord, and he was figure skating. I was like, oh my god, girl. I god. I forgot that the boyfriend was a figure skater, and I screamed when I see. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, it's and I see so myself good. in this too. Oh gosh, yeah. a little figure skater boy who thinks maybe he can be Christian and maybe, maybe he can be straight. straight. <laughs> I very much identify with him as a character. I can see that. <laughs> um, I also need to shout out 
um, his boyfriend's frill shirt at the end. Oh gosh, yes, yes absolutely phenomenal. I feel like if I don't own that now, I definitely owned that at some point. But I think that's probably still in the back of my. It's closet. absolutely outstanding. <laughs> I adore it. Two, and that's one of two moments at the end that I think really solidify the queerness of this film for me. One is that. The second is the high quality handbrake turn that Hillary Fay does into <laughs> Jesus. I'm like that. It feels lesbian (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm putting out i don't have any more commentary on it but that it's a phenomenal it's a phenomenal handbrake turn (laughs) and something about it i think hillary faye's got a journey ahead of her and you know i want to know who was the um the stunt person who did that like it was maybe they were (laughs) okay we'll never know when she hits jesus and the um the, Jesus gets decapitated yep. and um, sets off her airbag. My immediate thought was around. I don't know if you ever watched the uh, the, the movie where uh, people were supposed to die and then they end up dying throughout the films. What's that called? Oh gosh, oh, Final, Final Destination. Final Destination. Yeah. There's one where that happens and like the airbag sets off and the person's. <laughs> head gets smashed into a pole that's behind yeah and that's where my head went i'm like ah no oh my god did you see that though recently um that happened to someone who was wearing like one of those big claw clips in the back of their hair oh yeah and they had a crash and like the claw clip got embedded in their skull (gasps) oh my god so psa if anyone hadn't seen that don't wear like claw clips in your hair whilst you're driving um and don't drive into Big and don't Jesus's. drive into large depictions of um, mythical figures. Mm. <laughs> it's a good public service announcement. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Um, the other thing stuck with me, which is more cultural thing, is that just American high schools just having all of the teens just drive there. <laughs> and everyone yeah. having cars. It's every time I watch an American high school movie, I'm like, I don't... It's something that's so hard to relate to I think, you from know, a British perspective. I'm just like, I'm sorry, all of these teenagers have cars and are driving themselves to school. And there's just these... I Driving what? to school was actually really foundational for me in being able to deal with that space like as a queer person. It gave me a you know, 15, 20 minute drive to school every day to like blare my music and like essentially amp myself up to like go in the closet or be okay with the kind of hate and abuse you face as a queer person. Um, And like having that alone time was really, really key. So like I, I hear what you're saying and also like, wow, if I didn't have that time driving, I don't know that like going to high school would have been even fractionally as, as, uh, as okay as it was. That was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get to school? Wait, do you drive? Do you drive in Australia? Um, I did uh, in my last year of school. Uh, Before that, I didn't have my license because you can only get it when you're 17, 16 and a half, I think. Uh, But I got driven to school. Yeah, hang on, actually. That's a good point. How can you drive in the US? Uh, You get your uh, temp when you're 15 and a half and you get your license when you're 16. And you can drive on your own with 15 and a half? No, no, when you're 16. So actually, how are they all driving to school then? Are these all like, are these all meant to be like 16 and above? We actually don't find out their age. Well, they they went to prom, isn't that? Prom is is usually your senior, no, junior prom. Junior prom is the big one. Senior prom, junior prom. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. It's been so many years. Senior prom is the big one. Yeah. So it it should be their senior year. 
Yeah, because, oh, she got expelled just before prom, but also she was just about to graduate. So, yes, we do find out that they're seniors. Okay, so they so are old like enough to be driving. 17, 18. Okay. Right. We just get the bus or get dropped off. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's the same like, as a Yeah, no, you just like, there's a school bus. Yeah. You just get that. Your parents take you. Or you get the normal bus, depending on where you go to school. Mm. Oh, yeah, or bus, your parents take buses you. Buses were hell. Oh, that's like a hotbed of. Oh, no one had a good time. No. <laughs> like, school was a terrible experience all around. How <laughs> about you? No one. That's just every aspect of it's awful, right? Yeah, that's true. That's the general vibe. I enjoyed it. No, Sonny had a good time. Fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I was like, oh, you, you were probably the one doing the bullying, but I'm sure that actually was not. I don't, <laughs> I don't see that happening. But did you... Now, actually, I do want to know about this. Uh, you enjoyed it because you had, like, friends and it was all fine and you just, like, had a nice time learning? Y- yeah. Or did you just, like, fly under the radar? Of- oh, I completely flew under the radi- radar. I was just head down studying and like working my ass off i tried um, that and it worked yeah and i and i wasn't out so that probably helped i i wasn't either but i was a christian nerd and that doesn't that doesn't play well <laughs> i so. mean i was at a christian school but i wasn't a christian nerd um though i did go to like to mass every every sunday with the family but I just... You were Catholic at a Protestant school or was your no, school No, no, Catholic? Catholic at a Catholic school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it was about to be a whole controversy there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it dramatic. Um, okay. Well, that was saved. That's saved. Does it's anyone a- have any other thoughts on it? Because I feel yeah, like I have one it's, been more. A, it's been a bit disjointed. I have one more thought, which is I I actually really hate watching trailers anytime I'm, ba- I'm about to watch a film because oftentimes I think they're poorly put together and they give away too much of the plot. Um... I watched the trailer after I rewatched the film and it's such a dated trailer. Um, it's the kind that has um, like voiceovers. Mm, um, and those like, are the days. And uh, names the characters. And it, I think the trailer also doesn't do justice to the film. It makes it seem like a teen drama, teen comedy drama, as opposed to a satire. It doesn't mention queerness at all in the trailer, which I found very interesting. Mm. Um, so I, Or the I, pregnancy. Or the pregnancy. So I think that yeah, was... Yeah, two quite big like plot points. Major, mm. Yeah, so yeah. I think... I imagine that was probably a studio decision. I imagine they kind of like that to try and get people in and so Absolutely. it wasn't getting picketed yeah. immediately. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was really frustrated by watching that where I don't think it's an accurate representation of how cutting the film can be in its best. Mm. Was it a popular film in the US? No, it was really like kind of a sleeper hit. Um, it didn't do especially well uh, right away. I think it came out just after Mean Girls. Yeah, um, I my memory of it from the UK side is that it was like a mini cult classic. Like it yeah, hasn't quite totally. got into cult classic status, mm. but it was definitely a film that yeah. I talked about and knew about. I was like through like more film nerd spaces which is sure. i was also in at the time um yeah wow you were just the most popular kid I'm oh sure. my god <laughs> it was a it was a nightmare um but you know here i am it's but fine I, mean, I, th- I think it is a little like election and heathers where like they were those kinds of cult films that like if you knew it you knew it you liked it but like you know it at the time it didn't make the kind of huge splash that a mean girl yeah, yeah. 
And like, there's only so much space for big films a year, like then right. as well. Like, I, I mean, I also like think the it's big temples. It, Mandy Moore was in it, and she wasn't. She was at the kind of um, latter half of her, the first stage of her career, where she was like a pop star, and, mm-hmm. and she had done a Walk to Remember. So I don't think she was especially, which was also quite Christian, wasn't it? Yeah. But like, I don't think there weren't any really huge draws. Like Jenna Malone, the star, Mary. She like, that was early days. Yeah, for like her. she had Donnie, Don, Donnie Darko, but like that. Macaulay Culkin probably was. Yeah, and, and that yeah. was kind of the big thing. People were like, "Oh gosh, I'm going to watch this to see how Macaulay Culkin is now." Which is it? Yeah, and it's an interesting choice. I. Th- feel like we do i do want to shout out the fact that having an able-bodied person play a disabled character never a great choice i do think he performs the character of roland well and i like his performance but could have definitely been delivered probably better by um, an actual disabled actor there's a couple of moments of ugly shaming which are yeah slightly unpleasant which haven't aged great definitely uh was the the i think cringiest part of the film yeah but i do feel like overall it's aged quite well i mean my reflection watching is very much that this is this is a film that stealth that stealthed me into queerness (laughs) (laughs) that i mean that's foundational i'm really like it is it's one of those things where it's like looking back i just didn't realize all the ways in which i was relating to it in like specific ways that in hindsight i'm like oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> makes sense. I don't think I'm going to bring this as my show and tell, but like if I had to do a film, it would have been Ichi Mama Tambien. That's uh, probably stealth me into queerness. Interesting. Like, Who these mm. two boys? Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. are, what are they doing? What's this all about? But, but, yeah, I mean, you could, so it means we've got to go and watch it. Okay, so, great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, that's, I think that's an interesting thing. And I, obviously, I'm really excited to see what you guys have for your show and tells as well. Because I, I think I struggled with it as a brief because it, I came out a bit later in life, like to myself even. Um, it took me a while to get there. So it's, I was kind of trying to think about those formative moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like, yeah, this is uh, one that, in hindsight only, but didn't, yeah, didn't know the weight it carried at the time. Yeah. I mean, this is the gay agenda, right? Like it, it got you. <laughs> get it, it in there. You. That's why Wiki Church is so <laughs> mad about all of this homosexuality in films because it'll just, it will turn your kids gay. <laughs> if I hadn't have seen Saved, I'd be, be married be to- be two a, queers be, in a song contest. Yeah, married to a hunky man with seven children right now. <laughs> but here we are. Oh, we'll dodge that bullet. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. Great. So we will be back um, in October with a Eurovision episode with much to discuss around countries, around returning countries, perhaps new arrivals. Mm -hmm. Potentially some uh, actually released songs as well. Potentially. Well, the Eurovision season, though not technically started yet, is kind of, it's beginning in earnest. We have our countries, we have... We have things in motion. We know artists. We know some things are happening. Next episode, we're going to have a lot to discuss. We almost discuss. got through this whole episode without really bringing up Eurovision. That's I was trying to, okay, well, I don't know what Eurovision reference to Saved would be, actually. Nothing even occurred to me. <laughs> well, I mean, I did bring up the fact that figure skating, we had spoken about it. In oh, the last that's true. So, yeah. Figure skating is, is pretty Eurovision y <laughs> now. We own that now. We sure do. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. Great. Well, this has been lovely. Thanks for sharing Saved with me. You can Absolutely. find us on uh, the socials. Uh, 
three quiz pod on twitter on instagram and three quiz pod at gmail for any of your email needs thanks because i don't remember them i saw <laughs> i saw sunny panic there he was like you can <laughs> find us on socials i don't know what the somewhere. socials are <laughs> Um, they've been touched quiet over the summer, but we're back. It's it's all happening. Here we go. Thanks all very much. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, hang on. The dog is coming in. In case we're okay. going to go touch. Okay, great stuff. I just want all of our listeners to be aware that nobody should touch the griddle pan anytime soon. Because <laughs> it's, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> it's cast iron. It's going to retain that heat. It will retain heat. Be careful. Didn't you just burn yourself, God? I do over the have weekend? a very intense uh, fluid blister that I'm really excited for it to pop. Yeah, it's he really keeps showing people it's, be it's questionable. <laughs> <laughs>